0: Bullshit is everywhere. Bullshit is rampant. Bullshit. Bullshit. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as
1: mad as hell. I'm not going to take this anymore! Welcome back to The Bullshit Filter. My name is Cameron Riley. How are you, Ray Harris? Doing fine. How are you? I'm good, buddy. So this is the first episode of the second season of The Bullshit Filter. Season two, episode one. I like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. for the next three or maybe four episodes, uh, we are going to talk about gun control, gun laws, gun legislation, mass shootings, homicide rates, crime rates, and uh, see where it takes us. Now, I want to be very clear up front. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I am not doing this to have, it a, go, have, have a go at America. I know that's what a lot of people are going to be thinking. That oh, here he goes, here goes Riley having another swing at his American brothers and sisters. That's not the case. Um, a because it's too easy to make fun of America. That's low hanging fruit. There's no there's no effort in that. <laughs> Secondly, I'm, I'm I, I am genuinely interested in trying to get my head around the arguments for and against, and also drilling down into the data around the rest of the world about how the rest of the world uh, has handled uh, gun violence in the last 20 or so years. not the entire rest of the world because we don't want to make this a 100-episode series. We're going to pick... I I thought we'd pick the countries, I think, are probably culturally the most like America. So we'll look at Australia's Mm -hmm. experience, the United Kingdom's experience, Canada's experience, and the United States. Now, of course, they're not... Exactly like America, um, we don't have um, an orange-haired monkey pumpkin as president, uh, <laughs> but we have a lot in common. I mean, we, all of us—Australia, Canada, the yeah. United States—have uh, 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 our have our sort of European heritage dates back to British invasions and British colonizations. Uh, and a lot of our, our our cultures, our mores, our our language uh, stems back to England a couple of hundred years ago. So we're going to we're going to look at these countries, have a look at their experience, because you hear a lot of bullshit out there about gun control on both sides, on all sides. And the thing that spurred me to suggest this as a topic, Ray, was after the... So we're recording this in uh, early November uh, 2017, and I don't know what it was now, probably a month or so ago, there was a uh, terrible mass shooting in Las Vegas at a country music festival. And, look, my first impression was, look, I don't like country music either. I understand. No. I understand the impetus, but come on. You know, you think about it, you don't do it it's like it's like Kevin Spacey and 14 year old boys like yeah Kevin sure yeah you think about it we all think about it right oh thinking about it right now he's a twink but you don't you don't do it because they're minors right Right. same as shooting up a country music festival you think you don't do it now (laughs) oh the hate mail's already (laughs) coming in haven't even published this yet getting the hate mail um they're anticipating. So after the Vegas shooting, uh, I saw my, my wife, Chrissy, who's an American for new listeners, was on Facebook uh, having a discussion. And, and there was a guy, another American, on this Facebook thread. Chrissy, who has lived in Australia now for uh, eight years, uh, mentioned the Australian experience. And this guy, uh, American guy, said, yeah, but uh, Australia's... Uh, Crime rate or violence rate is far higher than America's, so that's what you get when you get rid of guns. And she, her response was like, "I don't even have, I don't, I don't even know what to say. Like, you just need to go and Google yeah. that, man." And he came back to his credit uh, and went, "Oh, okay, uh, I was wrong. I, I, the information that I had on that was incorrect." And I thought, "Fuck me! How, how can you not know? How can an American not know in 2017 that America's?" violence rate and crime rate, let alone gun violence rate, is far higher than the rest of the world, uh, comparative countries anyway, you know, comparative, right. you know, British centric heritage countries, far higher. So the, the level of ignorance, and I know not all Americans, of course, are, are ignorant of these things. I know a lot of Americans are, are, are very well Educated on this, and and a very knowledgeable, and and argue the case for you know the reduction of guns and the reduction of violence and crime rates and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, I, I wanted to drill into the data because, as we'll see, um, it's not as clear cut. I think the thing I think the thing that's going to surprise a lot of people, Australians uh, listening to this in particular, is that even the Australian experience isn't as clear cut as you might think it is. Uh, so we're going to get into the data. Before we get into the story, Ray, um, mm-hmm. in the last week as you've been doing your research for the show, um, did anything crop up that, that surprised you? Did you learn much? Uh, 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 did you already know all of this? Because you, you, I don't know, you're an American, you you have guns, mm-hmm. you shoot snakes, I don't know. What Do you have guns, Ray? You're an American. Do you have guns
0: uh, in the house? My wife has, yes, my wife has a twenty 22- two five-shot pistol get the uh, fuck out of game. here
1: shit yeah, i'm gonna be i'm gonna be in, not nicer to heather in future i <laughs> didn't realize i am going to cut out all the angelo talk yeah, from now on uh, there you go and i'm
0: not i would recommend
1: not it. coming to visit you now that i know that heather <laughs> is packing heat
0: <laughs> well when i say she's packing her father gave it to her when she moved out it's in a shoebox in
1: the, <laughs> when <closet she> met, <laughs> on the top shelf. When she moved in with when you. She met me. When she met you, father yeah, uh, yeah, said, Listen, yeah, Like look, I know he's a midget. <laughs> and I know he does this whole, well, I'm just a sweet old country boy from down south routine. They're the ones you gotta be worried about. Kevin Spacey did that on right. House of Cards. Look at him. Boom. Worked yeah. for him. Yeah. yeah.
0: But anyway, as I was saying, uh, it has been up in the closet since we moved here fourteen years ago. Like you. And it was only
1: <laughs> You've been in the closet ever since you met Heather, as uh, well. You I and the did, gun. That's, it's, I kn- that's I'm going to call you Snubnose 22 from now on. <laughs> that's
0: badass. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, the gun has only been brought down once when there was a rabid
1: fox in the area. Hey,
0: you I leave my you
1: leave my son out of this.
0: <laughs> Sorry. He Sorry, different type. He of is in
1: love with your daughters, both of them equally, and right. uh, you know that oh, should be that's encouraged. Good. Yeah. Sorry, get back to it. So the
0: good news is, besides coming down out of the closet, you got to watch how you say that, uh, just one time uh, to shoot at a rabid fox, which I missed and almost shot the neighbor's house, uh, it has been up in the closet and has not seen the light of day. So we're gun owners, but to be honest with you, not really. I mean, half the time I forget it's there, you know, so... Yes, but
1: no. So it's in a closet. It's not in a gun safe. It's uh, not locked. You know, I guess, is there a lock on the closet? Uh,
0: No, but you would have to. And I'm looking at at it now because I recorded the closet. Again, don't comment on that one. Uh, You would have to remove about 30 pairs of Heather's shoes to get to it. So it's Mm. not exactly accessible, but there is no lock.
1: Right. So if if yeah. somebody broke into your house and you wanted to... Def- I
0: would say, hold on, one, <laughs> give me five
1: minutes, yeah. I'll be right back. And then ten minutes later, you'd come out wearing some of her heels and go, you know what, I I, I reckon I can rock these. Uh, <laughs> shit, what was I doing again? Oh, right, sorry, just another five minutes. Yeah. Anyway.
0: I think i pull this off, how about you? And then I would have to find the bullets, which I think are in a completely different location. So... Mm. Yeah. So the best
1: you know, Heather mm-hmm. Heather told me when you guys were out here a few months ago that she thought you were shooting blanks and um at the time I didn't realize. <laughs>
0: that's right. Well that that's okay, funny story but true. Uh the first time we, you know, on our honeymoon uh we consummated the marriage, I kept going pew 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 pew. <laughs> so that's probably where she got it confused from. <laughs> so she um, Sorry, I'm just she let me finish. Just... Anyway. <laughs> I'm just picturing that. Oh, oh, <laughs> so
1: good. And she's she's still with me, today. <laughs> so let's anyway. look at the numbers. Now, yes. on the surface, if you look at the numbers, comparative numbers between countries, it's kind of shocking. Um, if we look at the, the um, I mean, there's a number of different uh, studies and reports to look at uh, gun violence between countries. Uh, The two that I'm mostly going to refer to today is uh, the figures produced by the UNODC, the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime, does an annual crime survey. The second is the Mm -hmm. Small Arms Survey. The the Small Arms Survey's numbers are sort of four or five years old now, though, but I guess they're good enough for us to talk about. Uh, But according to the UNODC, people killed... Uh, in homicides, not suicides, homicides on average in one year by guns. Mm-hmm. Australia, 35. United Kingdom, 42. Germany, about 190. Canada, roughly 200. United States, between ten to 11,000. Yeah. Now, yes, the United States has a much larger population than those other countries. That's true. So you would expect the numbers to be higher. But its population of 323 million is only five times the size of the United Kingdom's population of 65 million. Five times more people, 231 times the number of gun-related homicides every year.
0: And I should probably mention real quick, when I turned my computer on to get ready to do the show, the first thing that popped up was yet another shooting in the United States. A man in Denver, Colorado, walked into a Walmart, calm as you please, pulled out a gun from his pocket, just started shooting randomly, killed three people, and walked out. He was arrested 14 hours later, but again, obviously it wasn't a personal vendetta because he didn't know the people. Something's going on there, but again, this happens practically every day in the united states
1: actually i think the guy they arrested the suspect worked there Ostrom. i read about that this morning oh really yeah okay. he left his okay, yeah. he was a metal worker left his uh station uh, unannounced and then uh they think came back and shot some of his co-workers Jeez. um anyway so you have a you have 230 times the chance of being killed by someone with a gun if you live in America. Right. Now, of course, it depends on where you live, uh, the sort of circles that you associate in, etc., etc. But, you know, the, the, I guess the, the, the first point I want to make about that is the majority of gun-related homicides... Uh, domestic incidents. You you are much more likely, if you're going to get shot and killed, it's probably going to be a family member that does it uh, as opposed to a stranger, you know, or a a burglar or uh, gang violence or whatever it is. It's usually a family member. God, I know if we had a gun in this house, Chrissy would have killed me many, many times over. I don't know how you've survived as long as you have with Heather Ray.
0: Well... I mean, I've been pistol whipped, but that's not what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> and that was just in the that's middle of the bullets that hit. was just in the middle of sex play.
0: <laughs> that's where the bullets are in a different location in the house. Right? It would take it too long.
1: Yeah, yeah. By the time that she finds the bullets,
0: yeah, I'm going. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I was going to say you've stripped down naked and you've you've <laughs> appealed to <her laughs> a sense of sympathy. Um, I've acquiesced. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um now the small arms survey that i mentioned before which which uh, collates civilian gun ownership for 178 countries around the world and then normalizes the data to a rate per 100,000 population mm-hmm. shows that the United States has less than 5% of the world's population but is home to roughly between 35 and 50% of the world's civilian-owned guns.
0: Whoa. It's amazing we're still here.
1: And you often hear that the United States has the highest gun ownership rate in the world. The figure that I see crop up all the time is that 88 guns per 100 people, but it's slightly misleading. Only less than half of American households own a gun. So there's 88 guns per 100 people, but it's not evenly spread. Half of the households don't have a gun. The other half um, have more than one, obviously nearly two. Uh, it's about 47% of Americans, I believe, um, actually possess a firearm. It's about half. Mm.
0: Right.
1: Wow. That's still it's fucking crazy numbers. But anyway... Um, the number two country in terms of gun ownership is Yemen. Uh, it only has fifty four point eight guns per one hundred people. You notice this is eighty eight per one hundred. Yemen fifty four point eight. Wow! So there you go. You're beating Yemen in something, America. Uh, well done uh, with that. Thank you. Yeah, should be a point of national pride.
0: Thank you. Um. In this. This. Um. <clears throat> might be too early, but you can just let me know. When I was doing my research, I found that almost every other country that uh, I was looking at, besides the United States, uh, does not have the mentality that guns are needed for safety or home defense. Did you run across that?
1: Yeah. And and one of the big issues um, that I'll talk about later on is... Mm -hmm. The difference between the United States and the rest of the civilised world is how guns are perceived as being a right in the United States versus as a privilege in the rest of the world. Uh, And I think that is is part of the mindset that we'll get into when we get into the the, um, American part of the uh, series, The American Episode. Uh, but, yeah, like, as you'll see as we go through this in certainly in Australia, I can speak from experience. We never think about guns. It's it's just not there are so few guns in this country and so little gun related violence that it's just not a thing. It's like I, I, I think about guns and people holding guns and needing a gun to defend myself as much as I think about needing a ferret to protect. Uh, clean out my anal passages. I mean, I just don't... I mean, okay, in a, in a, in a moment of, you know, sex yeah. fantasy, we might, might come up. Wouldn't it be nice if... But that's it. Like, <laughs> generally speaking, doesn't come up. So yeah. Now, uh, the US may have the most guns per 100 people, but it doesn't have the worst firearm murder rate. Be happy to know. Really? Uh, yeah, it doesn't. Uh, that prize belongs to Honduras, El Salvador and Jamaica. In fact, the US is only number 28 in terms of gun-related violence. Um, well, gun-related murder, I should say. Mm-hmm. Has a rate of 297 Gun murders per one hundred thousand people every year.
0: As as far as like true homicide with a gun.
1: Homicide with a gun. That's right.
0: Okay. All
1: right. Now Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Rico, um, which I don't know if you know this, but it's out in the ocean. It's a very big ocean. Very very <laughs> big ocean. It's way way out there. Lots of water. I spoke to the president of Puerto Rico recently, and they said, "That's you. You're talking to yourself." I said, "What? That's crazy. This isn't one of those movies, freaky, like where there's identical twins, like right. like parent, not parenthood, whatever that other one was, um, with the kids and the twins. I don't know." Um, oh, this is a mirror in front of me. <laughs> Puerto Rico tops the world's table for firearms murders. Uh, which is kind of America, really. So I guess America yeah. does top the world for firearm murders. Yes, USA, USA. It's what—it's well, it's a territory of America. Um,
0: right, right. But it's still.
1: A and in terms of firearm murders as percentage of all homicides, can you guess mm-hmm. what uh, the number is for Puerto Rico?
0: The percentage of homicides.
1: Fi- homicide. Percentage of firearm murders as, as a percentage of all homicides.
0: Uh, do, do you need well, me to explain very that?
1: Passionate people. Do you need me to explain that again more slowly, Ray?
0: No, no. They're very passionate people. So I would guess that it would be relatively high.
1: Yes, good guess, right? Because considering okay. I said they're on the top of the world's table, that was a that was an remarkable piece of okay. deduction. Uh, Where's my Sherlock Sherlock Holmes theme music I'm going to play there? (laughs) uh, Fuck me. 87%. 95% right. Okay. All right. Now, it's followed by Sierra Leone in Africa and St. Kitts and Nevis in the Caribbean. Uh, I I actually got an email once from... I don't know, the, the ambassador of St. Kitts and Nevis in the Caribbean liked one of my shows, which is kind of weird. Um, yeah. Anyway, Australia... Uh, so I said before, the, America ha- the United States itself has a rate of 2.97 firearm murders per 100,000 people. Australia has only 0.14 gun-related homicides per 100,000 people. America, 2.97. Australia, 0.14. England, 0.07. Wow. Which means that America's rate of gun-related homicides per 100,000 people is 42 times that of England and 21 times that of Australia.
0: And and as we're going to see, those two countries have had their own mass shootings to deal with but we'll get into that later but yeah so it's not like they haven't had the experience and and had to figure out a way to deal with things like that so again what is it about america we'll get into that later
1: yeah and it's not just gun related homicides that uh, i'm looking at here so I, i my next question was well how do those numbers relate to the overall homicide rates in those countries um, mm-hmm. The United States has 4.88 intentional homicides per 100,000 people, right? Which puts it only at number 94 in the world. So it's it's not the worst in the world by a long stretch. But the other countries that are worse than that you would expect to be worse than it, like it's it's you know third world uh, countries right. and stability and yeah. uh, you know the the Ukraine and places like that. Um. Right. So it has 4.88 intentional homicides per 100,000 people. So not counting suicides, not counting accidental deaths, intentional homicides. Australia has 0.98 per Mm 100,000. The UK, 0.92, which puts Australia at 179 in the world, the UK at 183. Um, Canada is 1.9. Canada... obviously borders on the United States, very similar culturally in many ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Germany and Italy are 0.9. So the intentional homicide rate in the United States is three times as high as Canada and six times as high as Germany and Italy. Now, when you're looking at crime stats, it's very difficult to compare countries. Uh, for a variety of reasons, the main one being that the way countries uh, determine what 's a crime differs right. across countries and jurisdictions and legal systems so it 's very very hard I found to accurately compare crime rates but intentional homicide rates is relatively easy because you know we, we, we tend to know how many people have been murdered. Um, so that's this isn't guns here. Just to be clear, this is intentional homicide rate. So, so America compared to the United uh, compared to the United Kingdom and Australia and Canada and even Germany and Italy, uh, America is far more violent when it comes to homicides. Homicide rate is much much higher.
0: Yeah, just on a side note, uh, Heather and I were talking the other day and and we were we were mentioning about, you know, making jokes about moving to other countries that had well, no Trump, but certainly a lower um mass shooting uh, rate than, than the United States does. And we talked about New Zealand, we talked about Australia, we talked about United Kingdom, and then it and it dawned on us that the reason a lot of Americans are nervous every time they see the news is because someone doesn't need a personal reason. To kill just you, you could you could be out riding on your bike like they were in New York and get run over by by the terrorists. You can have a guy, you know, break out a window in a hotel and shoot everybody up. It's no longer, I don't know, it's it's it's, it's you don't have to go around pissing people off to be killed by somebody. And the fact that these people have access to very powerful weapons when they do break down or when they do snap or whenever something happens in the brain, uh, they can hurt a lot of people very quickly. And so we were just talking about that we can live in the middle of nowhere and and never cause anybody any harm. But I could go to the city one day because maybe I'm grocery shopping and end up being shot by someone. It's just whatever's going on in America. It is just truly, uh, I don't know, it's increasing. And every time, and this is, this is pathetic to say, I know, but every time you look at the news and you, uh, and you see another shooting, there's a part of your brain that just you're numb to it by now. And you just go, you know, thank God that wasn't me.
1: And that's going to be a big part of what I want to talk about uh, over these episodes is I, I think mm-hmm. the, the biggest concern I have, um, I would have if I lived in the United States, is, is what this level of violence, and particularly the high profile stuff, the mass shootings, etc., does to the national psyche, the, the long-term impacts of that. But on a more personal note, you know, just in, in this last week, like a few days ago, uh, there was a shooting of a student, just a single student, not a mass shooting. A single student was shot, killed at the University of Utah. And um, I have a niece, or well, Chrissy has a niece, um, who lives on campus at the University of Utah. She was there, um, happened late at night, Uh, the, the university went into lockdown. No one knew what was going on. They were told to stay in their rooms and lock their doors. And they, they Mm -hmm. were, you know, kept under lockdown, I think until like 3am. And, um, I know my niece, uh, has been devastated by that. She's just started university this year. She's only been there like a couple of months. And um, just the fact that there was – because the, the shooter was roaming around. I mean, they, they, they didn't know who did it at the time, and they were looking for the, the, the shooter. And um, But the, the kids locked in their rooms weren't told what was going on, just that there was obviously something. They were in lockdown. I mean, imagine huddling. You're, you're an 18-year-old. You're huddling in your room, terrified. Uh, Particularly because you know what kind of shit goes on in America, uh, school shootings and university shootings Mm -hmm. and fucking nightclubs and country music festivals and whatever, you name it. Um, And she's been devastated by that, absolutely devastated, which I understand. I I was saying to Chrissy, like, fuck, imagine your kid going through that uh, at that tender age and what that does... What what that does to the kid? What it does to her parents? What it does to the kid's friends and their parents? What it does? And this is in fucking Salt Lake City, Utah, man. Like, like the most boring city in America, quite frankly. Mormons they don't drink, they don't smoke, they don't drink coffee. I don't. Know, have you spent much time in Utah? Oh my god. No. Oh,
0: it- like watching paint dry.
1: Trying to try to find a place to have a drink or a smoke in Utah. Oh my! It's like, or let alone, as far as let alone nie- be gay. You want to go suck a guy's dick yeah. in, in Salt Lake no. City, man? Like it can be done, I believe. Oh, but uh, you know, you right. really got to work. You got to work hard for it. Yeah, yeah. I,
0: I want to make clear to everybody that Cam is talking to all of you, not just me, uh, when he said that. Anyway, and as far <laughs> as your niece is concerned, I mean, she's got to go to the school for what another three and a half years. And that's going to be one of the first memories, and it's probably going to stick with her for the rest of her life. Whenever she thinks of that school, she's probably going to think about the shooting.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it, we'll explore this as we go on, but it's just this, um, I think that's one thing probably Americans don't really understand uh, is that the rest of the world, we don't walk around worried about that. And I know Americans probably don't either. As Chrissy pointed out to me, I mean, there's 1.2, 1.3 million Car accident deaths, deaths related to car accidents in America uh, every year. You've got a much higher chance of being killed every time you get in your car than you do by you know, like somebody just shooting you. I think it's like a hundred. You're a hundred times more likely to get killed every time you get in your car, but you don't worry about that. So why do you? Why would you worry about getting shot? I understand most Americans probably get on with their lives and don't. But uh, as we'll explore as the series goes on, I mean, I think that the two things that must sit in your subconscious at least and affect you psychologically and emotionally is an element of fear uh, that that right. the, somebody around you might just pull out a gun and kill you for reasons you don't understand or you might be involved in a machine. That has to be there. There has to be an awareness level. Even if you push it way, way down inside of your subconscious, it's there. And that's going to have... Right. A psychological and emotional, and probably a physical and health-related impact over time to to each of you as individuals. Plus, when mass shootings happen, uh, on which do happen on a daily basis, but the high profile ones happen about once a month over there you go through this whole gnashing of the teeth and renting of your garments exercise about why do we let this happen? How prayers. this... Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, you end up... when You see the debates happen all the time online. Well, half the people go, this is fucking ridiculous. Why are we doing this? The other half go, fuck you. You're not taking my gun. And and the country is stuck in this. It's like a broken record. It just goes through this over and over. And, over. and that, too, has a toll... Psychologically, emotionally, and pro- quite probably physically uh, on Americans. And this, this is having a broader impact, I would argue, on the national psyche, the health of the nation. And, and mm-hmm. it's like if, if you live with stress and anxiety or, or guilt or trauma post-traumatic stress disorder. The whole country's in fucking post-traumatic stress disorder is, is what I would argue. Anyway, right. I'll, I'll, I'll touch more on that later on. I want to keep going with the stats. By the way, if you want to be really safe, move to Monaco, Liechtenstein, San Marino, or Andorra, where the... Not San Marino in America, by the way, the other San Marino. Uh, right. Uh, Where the murder rates are basically zero. The other one's in Italy, near Rimini. Um, Monaco, as an example, uh, murder rates are basically zero there. Um, It has an armed national police force consisting of 515 men and women for a total population of 35,000, which means it has the largest police force and police presence in the world on both a per capita and a per area Basis. So there you go. If you want to, be, if you want to be safe, go live in Monaco. That's what Princess Grace Kelly did, uh, and it worked out well for her. No, it didn't. She died in a car accident. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Well, just don't drive cars when you go to Monaco. Um, you'll, be you'll be fine. Now, President Orangutan Monkey Boy likes to say that uh, the U.S. murder rate is the highest. <laughs> It's been in 47 years," he said that on campaign. He said that early in his presidency. Uh, it's not. This might surprise you to learn that something Donald Trump said is uh, not, in fact, true. Now,
0: well, he al- hold on. Mm. He, he also said he had a secret, top secret plan <laughs> to get rid of ISIS in 30 days. Yeah. Please, please continue.
1: Oh, he still got that plan. Uh, he just
0: it's under, his, it's under his hair.
1: Yeah, he just uh, it's not he's not ready to pull it out yet. You know, you don't want to show your cards all at once. He it's didn't say, he didn't say he didn't say which thirty days. Uh, oh, yeah, oh,
0: thank you. Just
1: in you. in thirty days. Uh, and once it starts, thirty yeah. days later, 30 when they've finally been wiped out, he go, uh, you know that plant. Oh, thank you, baby. My wife just brought me my bacon. Um, Literally? I don't know how I'm going to eat it oh. while I'm talking, or but
0: metaphorically.
1: Huh? literally or metaphorically. Um, yeah. Yeah. When it, when, it fin- when the when ISIS is finally destroyed, if that ever happens, Trump will go. You know that plan started started thirty days ago. <laughs> thirty days. Yeah. Ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome, America. Yeah. Welcome, world. Um. <laughs> They say, why why, why didn't you tell us you started? Well, I told you it was a secret. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Trump likes to say the murder rate in the US is the highest it's been in 47 years. In fact, and this surprised me, the US homicide rate is dropping and has been dropping for the last 20 years. And in fact, the homicide rate at the moment is the lowest it's been since 1963 really yeah
0: doesn't feel like it
1: exactly so there's another issue why doesn't it why doesn't it feel like it's the lowest rate in uh 50 years 70 80 90 2000 yeah 55 years (laughs) quick maths uh the historical (laughs) high murder rate in the united states was in 1980 when it was 10.2 homicides per 100,000 people and uh, now it's, as I said before, what did I say? 4.6, 4.7, something like that. Um, so, yeah, 4.88. Okay. So depending on what numbers you pick, what year. But it's, very, it's much lower. Now, what Trump right. m- maybe meant to say is that there has been an increase in the homicide rate in recent years, but it's still way lower than it used to be. By the way, I have a new theme song every time we uh, talk about your president. Um, I wrote a song uh, especially for him. I'd like to play it for you now.
0: Oh, please.
1: Trump, Trump. Go ahead and Trump. Ow. There you go. He should play that at all of his rallies. I don't know why he's not doing that, man. That fucking might as well Trump. Um, yeah, there, there has been an increase in the homicide rate in recent years. It went up by eight percent in 2016, mm-hmm. according to the FBI, but seems to be back down again. In 2017, whether or not that has anything to do with Trump, I can't say for sure. Um, Yeah, homicide rates were considerably higher back in the 70s, 80s and 90s, but over the last 25 years have fallen nearly continuously, as they have around the developed world. And there's, there's a bunch of theories on why that is, and I'll get into that later. So... Homicide rates are down in the United States, but total gun ownership has increased significantly. Over the last 20 years, the number of new guns in the US that were either manufactured in the US or imported into the US has gone up 141% from 6.6 million new guns in 1994 to 16 million in 2013. That means a total of 132 million new guns have been added to the U.S. population since 1994. And yet... I, yeah. Sorry. And yet, uh, homicide rates are, are down. Now, that's a, that's an interesting fact that you don't hear about a lot. I was
0: looking on the Brady website, uh, Brady Gun Control website, and they were saying there were like 270 million guns in the United States or you know roughly that number today and i just cannot comprehend that many guns
1: yeah so let's talk about the experience of some other countries and why don't we start with australia and rather than me telling the australian story off the bat why don't why don't you start with what you've learnt uh, about australia ray
0: okay well first of all um Like a lot of other countries, uh, gun laws are the responsibility of the uh, states and territories. It's the federal government that uh, controls the importation of guns, Um, um, and and that's true of a lot of different countries. During the uh, 1920s, excuse me, during the 20th century, Australia had pretty much a low level of violent crime, so it wasn't a major concern, but as some of you probably already know, in the last two decades of the last century, um, there was a lot of high-profile killing sprees and the media campaign, which uh, forced the government to try to come up with more restrictive firearms legislation. Just to mention a few, in 1984, there was the Milpera Massacre, um, which was a series of Conflicts between an outlaw motorcycle gang, uh, in 1987, the huddle street massacre, there was the queen street massacre that took place in Melbourne, Melbourne. And, um, and that's when a lot of the States started, uh, trying to require restrictions for all guns. Um, and they also restricted the avail- availability of self-loading rifles and shotguns. Then there was the Strathfield massacre, in New South Wales in 1991, um, where five people were killed with uh, with a firearm, but it's of course it's the uh, Port Arthur massacre in April of nineteen ninety six, uh, where a twenty eight year old man armed with a semi automatic rifle shot and killed thirty five people and injured eighteen other eighteen others, and that's when the country collectively for the most part came together and they realized something had to be done. There had to be some changes, uh, despite what the gun gun lobbies may want, despite what some of the States wanted to do, because again, they're the ones who control the specific laws, but something clearly had to change with this pattern that was going on. Um, Late last, late last uh, year, uh, in the nineteen eighties.
1: So let's go back a bit. Uh, Australia, of course, was invaded by the British in the late seventeen hundreds, who used it as a penal colony. Now you tried to use me as a penal colony when we we're in Las Vegas. This is a very different thing. This is P E N A L. Now, as I like to say, this mm-hmm. this <laughs> this just shows you how stupid the British are. They sent their criminals to paradise. In fact, uh, we wrote a song about it. In fact, David Lee Roth wrote that song uh, when he was in Australia at a penal colony. Um, Now, from the beginning, as you would expect for a penal colony, there were controls on firearms. You don't really want uh, a bunch of cons (laughs) running around your country with guns. Uh, Now, as you said, the Commonwealth government doesn't have constitutional authority over firearms. It's a matter for the states. And throughout most of our history, the laws across the states varied widely. Fully automatic guns were actually banned in most of Australia from the 1930s onwards. uh, But they remained legal in Tasmania. Now, for Americans that are geographically challenged, Tasmania is a little island just off the southern coast of Australia. And uh, this is, of course, where the Port Arthur massacre happened in 1996 using uh, a semi-automatic weapon. Now, gun laws in Australia did become a political issue in the last 20 years of the 20th century, as you said. Um, There were 13 massacres, a massacre being uh, killing of four or more people at one time, not including the shooter. 13 mass shootings in Australia in the 18 years before 1996. So, you know, it wasn't one a day, but uh, it was a lot for us. After having having very little for most of our history, all of a sudden things started to become a lot more serious in uh, the 80s and 90s. Now, in 1996, when the Port Arthur massacre happened in Tasmania... Our government at the time was a newly elected government. It was the Howard government. Now, the Howard government was notoriously conservative in all other respects. They, they were a, a liberal national coalition government. The Liberal Party in Australia is sort of the equivalent of the, the Tories in the UK or the Republicans in the United States. Uh, extremely conservative, white, white rich guys Who are aligned with white rich interests and uh, just want to make the rich richer, generally speaking. They're all about cutting taxes, uh, cutting welfare, um, all that kind of usual nonsense, right? But Mm -hmm. so it, it might surprise, particularly Americans, I think, to realize that the government that brought about the most sweeping changes that we had to gun laws in Australia was a conservative. Government. That might surprise you mm. until we get into the history of America and you may realize that it was actually it's not that strange historically in America either. but anyway, um, so the Howard government, just after this shooting took place in Port Arthur, within weeks, they introduced a thing called the National Firearms Agreement, the NFA. Now again, the Commonwealth government doesn't have control over gun laws in this country, but they managed to get all the states together and uh, get all the states to agree to a, a national plan of action. Uh, partly, the Port Arthur perpetrator said he bought his firearms from a gun dealer without holding a firearms license. So it was quite evident that we had a major issue that we wanted to, to take care of. Later on, when he wrote his autobiography, John Howard, who, by the way, I have no time or respect for whatever... Outside mm-hmm. of this one particular issue, the one thing I give You're John, right. and I voted for him. I, I this, this this shock our listeners. I voted for this guy <laughs> in 1996 because I was 25, and I was uh, you know a, a right wing conservative asshole, and I voted for John Howard. Just goes to show that we can change our political views as we get older and wiser and read more and whatever. Anyway. Later on in his autobiography, Howard said, I didn't want Australia to go down the American path. There are some things about America I admire, and there are some things I don't. And one of the things I don't ab- admire about America is their slavish love of guns. They're evil.
0: That's mm. kind of like the exact opposite of what Trump said when he was admiring Australia's healthcare
1: program. But that's probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably. Hey folks, it's Cameron. Um, we're actually going to end the first episode here around about the 46-minute mark because we ended up talking for an hour and a half about Australia. Um, so I think we'll split it into two 45, 46-minute episodes. We'll be back next week with part two of talking about uh, Australia's gun experience, and then we'll do an episode on uh, the UK and Canada, and then we'll do a, probably a couple of episodes on the United States. So, uh This will end up being a four, five, six uh, episode arc over the next couple of months. And uh, thanks for your support. Thanks for subscribing. And uh, shoot us an email if you have any questions, cam at thebullshitfilter.com or ray at thebullshitfilter.com. And we'll be back uh, next week.
0: Bullshit. bullshit